Good afternoon. So this time we're uh, continuing on the theme of McVoice, since this is not a Sunday share. <clears throat> but uh, before we get a chance to continue the previous share, which was about Mamie uh, Ha'ir, we're going to go off on a different McVoice topic, which is the uh, historical uh, parsha of the mikveh in Ravigo that uh, occupied the attention and the time of many Rabbanim at that particular time. To give you some, now, where's Ravigo? What's this? So to give you some historical background before we get uh, the meat of the, uh, the Indian, so I'll quote a bit from uh, Encyclopedia Judaica. They have an entry on Ravigo. They write, Ravigo is a, it's a town, essentially. It is also the capital of the Ravigo province which is in North Italy. This city and province, in turn, is in the region of Veneto. The capital of Veneto is Venice. The uh, Jews have been in Ravigo, it says, since uh, documented. It's uh, been documented since the second half of the 1200s, because already in the 1200s, there's, in the, there's a lot of documentation from Italy. Italy is a very richly documented uh, location, lots of documents on Yidden. So in the municipal statutes in the 1200s, there's a law about uh, Jews and non-Jews uh, intermarrying or, uh, or even you know, more casually. So that was already a concern then in the 1200s. Uh, in 1386, uh, it's, there's a mention of a group of Jews who, who were already uh, in one of the towns in the Rovigo province who were in charge of collecting the taxes seems to have been uh, typical. Uh, then in, uh, in 1391, the Rovigo municipality invited some Yidin to open a loan bank. So, again, not so surprising. Uh, then in 1425, there's a Jew named, well, it's spelled Consiglio, but it's uh, apparently pronounced Consilio. So there's a Julian Concilio who's possibly the ancestor of the very important Concilio family, which is going to be very uh, central to this uh, story of the Mikvah. So a Jew by that name is mentioned in 1425. In 1484, if you know anything about uh, Europe in the Middle Ages, so the, the neat little uh, countries we have today were not quite uh, so neat back then. You had many different uh, regions and districts, and they all had their different uh, control. But in 1484... Venice uh, annexed Ravigo, so it came under the control of Venice, which is itself its own part of Italy. Um, this loan bank that had been in Ravigo became the property of this Concilio family, and the Ven Venetian Republic would renew the contract with this family every five years. So that's uh, some of just the technical financial background to the Jews in this family in the area. Um, and this bank remained very, uh, very powerful in economic life, the community life. Then the entry gets to the controversy in Ravigo in whichever year with the mikveh, and it describes the Parsha in short. And uh, the main, the, the, at the center of it all is the Aftalian Concilio from this family. Uh, then the entry continues and gives more history up until quite recently. Um, we'll uh, leave it at that. If you look at the encyclopedia under Aftalian himself, so it says, Rabaftalian Concilio, in parentheses, that his, uh, his secular name in Italy, in other places, Jews had secular names, so his name was uh, Ottavio, son of Shlema, lived from around 1540 to the, to the year 1616, was a rabbi, and a 
financier in Vigo. By the way, just the Dergagav, the name like uh, a name like Avtalian. So when it comes to researching Jewish names, you see that in different times, in different places, certain names have a surge in popularity and everyone has a certain name and then the name disappears and a new name pops up. Sometimes the question is, can you explain what the reason for that is? So the, the, sometimes the logic goes in reverse. There are certain secular names that were very common and very popular in a particular location and Jews took Hebrew names to match the secular names. So for example, in this case, it's very possible that Otavio is a, is, a, is a common Italian name, so uh, that brought Italian back to popularity because that's a nice, uh, you know, those, it's a nice pair with uh, the, the secular name. In fact, the name De Concilio, the last, uh, the last name, which we said earlier, there was a Yid, that apparently was his first name. In Italy, the Yidin had a, a practice that often in writing in Hebrew, they would translate their last name into the Hebrew equivalent. Instead of calling, you know, spelling out their last name in Italian, the way it's said in Italian, they would come up with the Hebrew equivalent. So the, it says that the, the Concilio family often would call themselves Yucusil. So Baiter could be that uh, originally the first person whose name was uh, Concilio, his Hebrew name was Yucusil, and, and then that became the family name, and then they still called themselves in Hebrew Yucusil. As we shall see, Reftalian. His brother's first name was uh, Yucusil, so looks like it's a family name. Anyway, so this Reftalian studied under Shmuel Yehuda Katsanelon Beigen in Padua. This is going to be very important. Shmuel Yehuda is going to be very central to this uh, discussion as well. And it mentions here that uh, to show how much he respected his teacher, he actually got an artist to paint the portrait of Shmuel Yehuda, and he hung it in his base medrash. He also, uh, just like Shmuel Yehuda was against Pilpul, so Reftalian was also against Pilpul. Both of these details actually come from literature relating to this whole controversy. So, and then he said that this Rebbe Avtalian, he started this heated controversy by disqualifying a mikveh in the house of his brother Yikusil, with, with whom he also had a financial dispute. <laughs> there may not be a connection. And that divided the Italian rabbinate. Uh, so the Rabbanim in Venice, headed by Rabbi Chizkia Fincio Ferreira, they defended the mikveh, and it became a big issue, and until you had a number of Sfarim that were printed, as we shall discuss, Mashpas Mohammed, Mikvei Sirel, and Pal That's from the encyclopedia. Um, now, before we get to the actual, some of the actual texts of this controversy, we don't have necessarily, or I don't have access to some of the original, the first, first, we really, the first the documents we have already are sort of in the middle of things. So, um, instead of relying on the later text to sort of piece the story together. I'm just going to quote the story again, just in a bit more detail, from an article by Rabbi Eli Brackman at Oxford. He has a number of interesting articles, some of which touch on McVeigh's. And he has an article about Rabbi Simcha Lutzato, who was one of the Rabbanim at that time, who was involved in this. And in the, the course of that article, he uh, brings a summary of the story. He himself, is co- everyone copies and pastes from each other. It's not his own research necessarily. He himself is Mitzayan to where he based himself on, but just uh, a neat summary of the issues at hand. So I'm not gonna, I'll get to the year in a second, but uh, the rabbi of Ravigo of Avtalian lived in a house where the communal mikveh was built, which was near a spring. Rav Talian personally was machshir, mashgiach on the mikveh for a number of years to make sure that it was kosher. And under his own guidance, under Rav Talian's guidance, they made a bucket with nekavim ketanim, small holes. Plus, there was also a neck of God, a large hole. 
on the side of the bucket from with which they were using. In other words, there was no, they didn't, for some reason, digging down to a well to bear, to bear like many did. Didn't seem to be an option. Make shaman didn't seem to be an option. The only option was to somehow get the water from the spring into the mikvah. And that's why he came up with this contraption. It has a small holes, a big hole. They draw it from the spring. And that way it's not a keli. It's not, uh, it's not supposed to be shoven that way. And then they poured it into a tziner. The tziner itself had, uh, was a wooden tziner, had holes in it also. And uh, from there it fell into some kind of groove. From there it flowed, did a bit of amshacha, and then it ended up in the mikvah. So after a while, of Talian, having essentially invented this and supervised it, he moved to another house. And his brother, Yerkesil, took over the house with the mikvah. And a while later, Rav Talian visited the house, and he said that uh, he saw changes. The big hole from the bucket had disappeared. It was too annoying to try to fill a mikvah with a, a bucket with a huge hole. So they said, let's, you know, scratch the big hole. We'll just keep the little holes. Um, that bothered him. Um, and anyway, so he decided it became a, became a confrontation, and he put out a statement that the mikvah is invalid. Because Lavdafka, the small holes are good enough. And anyway, there's also kind of a zeta here. If you have such small holes and they're, they're so not noticeable, someone else is just going to use a regular bucket. So you're not going to notice the difference. So sorry, there might be a problem with Dina. Sorry, there might be a sort of a zeta at hand. Uh, so he took a Sefer Taita and he like swore, decreed by the Sefer Taita that it's Osir and you have to go build a second one. He built the second one. So this became a very big machlekas to Venice and beyond. And uh, the Rabbanim of Italy were divided. The way he says it is that it looks like there was a bit of a divide between the rabbis of Venice who seemed to support the Hatter versus the other Rabbanim from elsewhere in northern Italy who seemed to lean towards Isser. Now what exactly is the timeline here? So I'm going to use uh, what Professor Mir Benayahu wrote in one of his articles in Asufos, Asufot. He says they built the mikvah in the year 1594, Shinon Dalad. Um, and then for six years, things were okay. Then after six years, which is the year 1600, the Reptilian decided that he's changing his mind. Um, and that's when Rebecca Seal didn't back down. He got the other one involved. Another six years of this going back and forth behind the scenes until Kanoim decided to apparently, you know, to a certain extent politicize the issue, and that's when it really spilled out to the public, and that's, you see, from 1606, just six years later, that's when the books are being published, and you have 1606, 1607, 1608, that's when the three big uh, books were published, and then uh, somehow the uh, the whole issue went away. I think I saw Benio Bimaramas, that may have something to do with the authorities, I didn't have a chance to double-check that. And, uh, so from, based on those three svarim, so today we have this. This is all from those three svarim that were published at the time. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you in a second. I mean, it's called Kuntres HaMikveh Beravigo. Uh, it has 631 pages. All just text straight from the uh, original. So I want to give you a bit of a, a sense of what the discussion was. But before I get to that, it's one more short uh, introduction that this is interesting, both should be interesting, both for historical reasons and for halachic reasons. Now, to understand and to appreciate it historically, you really need to have a lot more background information on 
Italian Jewry in general, and about these particular Rabbanim who were involved specifically. A lot of them were very important and significant in their time and place, but Lavdafke, all or any of these names you're going to hear are necessarily household names today, unless you're into this type of thing. And we're not going to be able to provide that kind of background here. Now, from a halachic, it's still, you know, we'll still try to focus on the interesting aspects to the best uh, that we can. From a halachic perspective, what is the halachic significance of this whole uh, debate? So that's an interesting question. How important was this debate? Did it have any influence? Did it carry over? So if you look in Shulchan Aruch, it's almost not mentioned at all. Uh, if you look in the new Shulchan Aruch, where I found it is in Siflam Advav, in the Eitzim Afarshim. There's a kata from the Birka Yosef, from the Chida, where he sort of mentions it in a few lines. Also in the Gilean Marsha, Shleim Ege there, in Sifkan Chavzayan, he mentions it. And in the Mefarshim, the back, it gets mentioned here and there, although most of them just seem to be mentioning it Pachlalas. By the way, there's Mashmus Mohammed and all these farm, as opposed to truly uh, quoting it and then using the information. If you look in this farm today, so uh, you have the Sefer Pischei Mekvois from a Chashem Mechaber, Rabbi Yaakov Yishai Ablai. So when he gets up to this topic in his Sefer, so he writes, Teisoy Tivusa, like the credit to the Mechaber of Taras Yomtev, the Helmetzer, Daich, Yomtev Lepa Daich, who printed, he has, uh, this uh, Helmetzer, he has a set of Taras Yomtev, it's like a Kolboy Mekvois, it's like 20 volumes, and each volume just has Komine Choymer, from Abon Today, from Abon Amol, the, at that time, that was the way to sort of get this information. You know, today we have Hebrew books, right? so you don't need to do it like that. We also have this safer in this format today. But uh, for a long time, if you, you know, the last uh, 50 years, if you wanted to find this information, you looked in Taras Yom Tov Tess, where he reprinted all of these Svarim. And he mentions, uh, Blay mentions that there's also an introduction there by Rabbi Naftali Hirtzka Frankel, who was misaking this uh, parsha, which I think Brackman used. Him. But then Bloy, after he uh, describes it in short, of Bloy writes, I didn't find anything to add to my safer from this entire uh, correspondence. So um, now, even he himself mentions, you look in Taras Yamtiv, there are a number, he quotes the liquid at the end of this volume of a number of chuvas from the next few hundred years that did reference and did discuss, to some extent, this whole parsha they cited. So it's not like it was totally uh, ignored. On the other hand, those sources are not necessarily the most famous, uh, prominent sources either. And it was maybe a bit closer to that time and place. So now I am not here to judge whether a ploy was uh, correct in saying this. Like he didn't find any value, so to speak, in this whole uh, thing. I don't think that uh, probably can't be 100% true. But there is some truth to the idea that this whole story didn't leave a particularly powerful mark. And it could be the topics, the specific issues they were discussing are now like the top sugyas uh, in McVoy's. And in hindsight, it is a little amusing to see you know, how big uh, you know, the... The texts uh, grew, but uh, I actually uh, what I wanted to do is after I went through the controversy, I wanted to actually do some own research and be, be a quote from more recent farm. I do quote this actually more than you might realize, but there wasn't enough time, so we're going to have to just rely mainly on uh, discussing the parsha itself. And uh, at the end, I'll quote a little bit from what Frankel wrote himself about how it ties into the mainstream halakhic discussions on these issues, on these issues of Mekvites. So now we're going to look in this, uh, take a look at the Sefer. It was printed by Mechayin Zichr and Aram. It's 
seems to have a major typo in how they spell the name Ravigo on the spine and on the shower block. So I don't know if that's typical or not. Uh, it's it's considered like a chelik base to what they call Charlotte Shuvas Goene Padva. So they put in uh, Marie Mintz and uh, Maram Padva and Shmuel Katzenelmbeigen. They're all connected. And then as a chelik base, because this was tied to Shmuel Yehuda, so they decided to print it as like a chelik base. So even though he print, he even though Shmuel actually passed away before the controversy blew up, but as we shall see, he was uh, he cast a long shadow over the discussion. So like I said, we don't. There's there are minor texts. Like things like they call it a luach, they hung up in the shoals with like the that started off the controversy that either we don't have today or it's not in the safer, it's not uh, easy to find. So I'm sticking to whatever's in the safer. Now, the first text in the safer is actually a smaller country. So in addition to those three, there's a small country which they claim is earlier. And the Sharablah doesn't have like a full Sharablah. On the Sharablah it says, Psakim Shapasku Ashli Ravrivi. The lesser hamikvah. This is a, these are psalms from a number of chashver abanim who asher the mikvah. Shekvar gazer alav mari da asrei bekrach ravigo b'sefer teira b'chekoi. And then uses this line which gets used a lot as who a pesha hitir, who a pesha asar. He was the one who said it was mutter, and then he changed his mind and said it was asar. And this shara blood hedges a bit. It says ben shadin kach, ben sheinadin kach, ala shat sricha lekach because uh, he has found issues with how it was being done. The god areisah shleilasus in mikvah. Uh, you should no longer use a klimanukov to fill up a whole mikveh where, in this kind of situation where the bird itself is empty and all the mayim is coming between us, uh, even with hamshacha. But he answered. Uh, yeah, so we're talking about holes in the kalim. As we. So that's what it, well, it's, it's hedging. It said, but like what we're saying, what he's essentially saying is that if you fill up the whole bar in this way, it's Tvises Yudayadim, it's Shuvim, and I'm sure can help. We're going to get into some of that. But the Tanai Kofel, this is was the Tanai Kofel, that you can't be Mahar, Achar Kolha Tairas, Shinasu Adayemahu. You can't be Mahar, Metzilaz. That's how we framed it. I'm answering it, but you can't be Metzilaz. So I'm saying, I, I was Matar, I am answering, I'm saying not the Metzilaz. Uh, so this is a uh, contrast in support of that from other Rabban. So the contrast begins with uh, the Eirech, the person who put it together, who also signs his name at the end. He signs his name, Hatsoyer, Moshe Koyen Port, the son of Rebichil Katz. Does anyone uh, know uh, anything about the family Port, Porto? Mishpachas Rappaport, the... Big Mishpachas Rappaport, Kayedua, is a combination of the name Rafa and the name Porta. Uh, what, how exactly the two come together is uh, different. Uh, I find him, but uh, anyone from, if you come across, and we're also going to have other people here whose last name is Rafa, you see the name Rafa, you see the name Porto, that's uh, this Mishpacha, and this Rebichil and Asandra Moshe were from the prominent members of this family in Italy at this stage. So now this country already starts in, like in the middle, and it looks like this is a country with. With a hakdama from Moshe, it looks like he's already responding to the Divrei Hamatirim. Now, if you look at the Divrei Hamatirim, they look like they're responding to the Divrei Ha'Eisrim in this country. So, without solving what came first, the chicken or the egg, we're going to assume that before these things were printed, the Divrei Hamatirim had already been uh, written and they were around, and the Divrei Ha'Eisrim saw them and responded to them, and then at some point they got printed uh, simultaneously. But uh, Going to first was the Eisrim, then the Matirim. 
So I'm going to start, so even though this country may have come later, but I'm, it's valuable because it has the early words of the Divri HaIsrim. So that's what I want to start with, ignoring the Akdama of Rav Moshe. Let me get straight to uh, the Divri HaIsrim and to just fit it into the context in Shulchan Aruch. What are the two dinim that are mainly relevant to this discussion? So the, the one that's the most relevant is in Sif Mem. And Mechaber says, Klishinikav Beshulav. I feel a call shoe ain't a hush of clear lips on a mekva. A kale with a hole in the bottom is not a kale to pass on a mekva. Sounds good. But then the Mahabra continues and says, We call Makam in Lahakalas is mekva khatkhil alavi mayam beklima nuk of kazah. But ain't Lahakal to make a mekva in this fashion, to flip a whole mekva with a kale like this. And the Beragail is Mitzayan, Tur Bishim of Vardosh, but Shuva, this is going to get a lot of attention. Um, also, later in this, if the Mechaber mentions and the Ramat talk about emptying a mikveh with a okay like this, now we also discussed it in previous year. That's a different thing, also comes up, but it's different than filling the mikveh up. When emptying it is considered different. Another relevant talach is in Siflam Advav, where I mentioned the Galgal. That if the water is coming to the Tzinar through the Kalim and the Galgal, and the Galgal is turning, and the Kalim and the Galgal have holes in them, and so they're not Shoemikri Klis in the Ramah. So then, So that's also somewhat relevant, the gaggle with the kalim with the holes. That's from the Mordechai, B'Shem D'Rekech. So now this discussion in B'Chlal has many subplots and, and sub-discussions. I'm going to try to, you know, help cup and point out what discussion, what point is which. Okay, let's get to it. So the first letter of the Eisrim is from Shmuel Arkavalti of Parwa. Now, like I said, Every uh, individual, every name here has its own backstory and its own history. And Shmuel is a very interesting person, but uh, we can't get into any of that. So the first discussion, the first point of uh, Shmuel touches on is on Italian's right to Paskin however he wants, and that no one can mix into his decisions. So uh, he says this person is in his own city. He can Paskin even Negar Arabim, like we see in Rebeleza de Mila and Shabbos, that they would chop wood to make coals, to make a, a metal for a knife, for a, for a meal on Shabbos, for the Shitta. And in the Mekayim, that's what they did. And the Gemara says that it's a positive thing, that there was Irach, they did like Rabbi Yezer, or you made some Bismana, and they used to die at the uh, ripe old age, and that was a Chiddush. And uh, also there's one to Xera on Mila, and that one city was exempt. So you see that there's Dafka Maila and following the Rav's uh, unique Psakim in your city, and that's Lahakum. Kol over here, where it's Lahachmer, and uh, he says, because it's not like something where like, all the Klai's shall got together and made a Psak. Everyone can make his own Svara in his own place, and you don't mix in. Kol Shekein Lahachmer, and he mentions that actually, historically, this has been an issue in Italy, and he excites, he's the only one that I saw, I mentioned this, that in Ferrara, in the year 1554, 50 years earlier, he says there were takanas then, So there had been issues that come before and they had tried to say that others should be mixed. That's what's going on here. Rav Talian is essentially the biggest authority in his, uh, in his town. And you have Rabban from other places that are intervening. So that's Shmuel's first point. To the actual point, he says, Rav Talian has a simple argument, good argument. The person's actually drawing the water. There's a person's involvement. Ah, you can't tell me that it's Amshacha because we follow the Machmirim, Shuvo Shim Shichua. You can't fill a whole mikveh from Shuvno or Amshacha. 
And you have this Rosh, he quotes the Rosh B'Shem the Tur. Shulchan Aruch had already been printed a few decades earlier, but it's interesting to see at this stage in Italy who is quoting the Shulchan Aruch, who is not, and the spread of the Shulchan Aruch, of course, is its own uh, topic. He quotes B'Shem the Tur, who says from the Rosh that so it all comes together. Plus, there's Xedus here. Besides the din, there's Xedus. Fine sees the, the, the problems that are being created. So he made it as Xedus. And if it's L'Shem Shemayim, I understand why Matinim uh, are mixing in here. And Avada, um, you know, if they, uh, if they went through the information, they would uh, certainly agree that the Mahmer is right. He signs his name. That's the first shtickle in this uh, country. The second one, and this is more barichus, is from someone by the name of Yehuda, the son of Ramesha, Mifano. You know, uh, the Velt knows Ramami Pano, which is really in Italy, it's pronounced Fano. So uh, he comes up in here a little bit. Um, I'm going to pronounce it Fano because that's how it's pronounced. Uh, so he is, his name is Yehuda, but Ramesha Mifano, Miteshove Venezia. That's how he signs his name. Um, and as we'll see later in the responses to him and in his own safer, as we shall see, he has another name besides Fano, which is Saltaro. We'll get into that, the significance of that later. And from what we see here and what we see later, it seems like a Yehuda, this Yehuda Mifano, Venezia, is actually sort of one of the leaders of the campaign. The two leaders are essentially Ramesha uh, Porto, who printed this contrast. And the last day for Paul Gemayim, and Rabbi Yehuda is the other leader who wrote the first long Pesach uh, Isser and who printed the Sefer Mikveh um, Yisrael, I believe, as we shall get to. Um, so Rabbi Yehuda gets to the to the heart of the issue. He says the Matinim. He first he says this is how the Matinim are looking at it. The Matinim are saying that in their mind, as long as the the Dli has a hole in it. So then it doesn't matter, you know, whether a person's mamish actively filling it up and pouring it out. To them, that's mamela. It's not, it's like Bidei Shemaim, it's not Talosh, that's how they're looking at it. And the only question is, what about the holes? How should the holes be? Uh, you know, this, like that. Should we be geyser? Maybe it's going to, you know, you end up with one without holes. He says, I don't understand. They saw the rush. They saw the Torah. They saw Mari Karo. Uh, that they're all warning. That's how he paraphrases. Don't start with these uh, the only time it's kosher is much earlier. When you have the gigas and you want to toivel in the gigas itself, or the water is going through the gigas on its own and from there to the mikveh. That's one thing. There's no person's involvement there. The problem is just the keli as a keli on its own. But here, you have a glee knock of the person's actually handling it and moving it around. To him, it's obvious that, uh, of course, this is a show of an implosion. And the only time that it mentions the Shulchan Aruch, all these Makaitis, and you could use a knock of, even with Tfisas, you know, them is Baharakas HaMikveh, emptying the Mikveh. That is a discussion about, uh, that's a whole different thing. It says, it's, you're just drying it out. Tfisas Yedei Adam is only Basias HaMikveh, not that. You're not trying to fill the mikveh. You're trying to get it out. Yeah. It's always connected. Now we're going to get into the nitzay. That's a, that's a top. We're going to get to those. But just the basic idea that uh, emptying a mikveh and filling a mikveh is not the same thing. The gzera of tefisas the adam he says is only in filling the mikveh. Baraka, we uh, really don't care. But ikar hadin, you don't even need a hole bchalal, even if it splashes out. He says, but it's better to have holes. Arak is different, but by Sias, Hamikveh, 
everyone agrees that uh, it needs to be roiv. There are not shuvim. Hamshacha doesn't help. To, you don't want to, you don't want to have shuvah shemshicho kula like the shiltas. That's the minute of everyone. Unless he says, unless you're be'eretz tziyah, if you're in some far far from a place, uh, you want to use shuvah shemshicho kula b'shasat chak shaleli imanim a pirav Fine, that's not what we're talking about here. This is another normal Jewish uh, town in Italy. He says, in my opinion, whoever was not to such a thing, that um, the only time we say, again, the only time we say that a clean knockoff is you can use it is to, the, when the Mayim comes Mamela. Again, it's just the Kli itself being initial to Kali. And uh, again, like we said, Haraka is different. He says, he says these Gudailim, they seem to be overlooking basic Mishnayas. And this got his opponents very uh, irritated. But he says, this is like basic Mishnayas. You look in, uh, where the Dinim of Shulim? Look in Mishnah, Mekvay, Seif Perek Beis, Hamasanek Esatit, Hamaniach Kankanim, Haseichid Esksusoy. And then he quotes him the Tesefta, Zerf V'yadavaraglov, Ligion Oiver, Hitpol Esaskus. In all these cases, these things, are also with those, they're not kalim, they're knockoff, like a skus. A skus is like a spongy uh, type of material. Water is pouring out of it. You put it in the mikveh, you're tiveling it in the mikveh. That's fine. But then once you take it out and the water is pouring out, why is water pouring straight out of it? Because it's full of holes. It doesn't retain water at all. And still we're saying that the water that's pouring out of that is uh, Mayim Shuvans, like basics. So... Uh, the person holding it, this holes doesn't the holes don't change anything. It's my impression. So uh, you can't do amshacha here. Amshacha again. Amshacha is only for gemulugin for less than for less than uh, twenty. But uh, to do amshacha on the whole thing on water like this, this is regular my shuvim. He says fakarat. If a clean knockoff was was tak good enough. Then why would you need amshacha b'chol? It's mamish. You just told me that the clean knockoff is mamish, not shuvim. I don't understand why you would even need amshacha. Right. Right. So I, I, I don't, I don't know if I recall at hand, like how if he ever fully came out and explained. There was a lot of back and backs and forths in this. Right. So. He might be married, and if it's Shafaris annoyed, then uh, it's different. But they only have a problem with with him I think I think this is the kind of thing where it depends on who's writing what and when. I think you'll see a lot of variation between what different people are writing at different times as to what exactly they would accept, they wouldn't accept, what the reasons are. Is it is it just exeter that itself? It's not you know they're not fully committed necessarily, uh, not fully consistent. But this is the argument that Yudha Mifano is making, that uh, it's, it's Pashat, uh, like Ladov Kribbaftalian signed on fully to this argument uh, himself. But uh, this is how Yudha Mifano uh, from Venetia is, is arguing it. And then he comes to the idea, what about maybe it's Nitzek, maybe if there's uh, holes in the Kali and the water is pouring out constantly, so it's Batsa Mechubar to the water, Lamata the whole time, that's why it's not Shuvan. He says, no, there's Bechal no such musik by Mikvayas. We only say Nitzik by Yayanasach, Napitum of And what about this goose and all that again? It should also uh, work that way. It doesn't. That's his, that's his time on that. And what about the Galgal? 
seems to be talking about using a goggle with kale and the So he says, uh, for Kurt, if you could use a kli with a hole in it directly, so then why did the Mardchai say to use a galga with a bunch of kalim on it? That sounds like a whole, uh, you know, very unnecessary contraption. Just take the tli itself and hold it in your hands and fill it up. What do you have this whole galga for? With the galga, you're not uh, holding the kalim, you're just spinning a galga, so then it's not, wouldn't be considered tvisus the other in the same way. Mashenke and holding, that's what he wants to be medayak from that end of galga. Not the laws, I being might see laws by saying it's awesome now. Not a problem. He cites the Martchaim and Amirotenberg, that whole uh, thing you should all be familiar with in the beginning of the Yosef, that Chalal does not make laws by Nida because you're not a Mamzer, and plus, in that case, it was only Dirabanam, but Dirabanam, so you're fine. So, Saif Dover, he says um, that uh, the people who said it was Ma, it was Kasher, they just said Hilchsebele Taima. There's no Paisik who ever said such a thing. This is unprecedented. They, they knew all the halachas of Mekvaris inside out. No one ever came up and said, uh, just fill Mekvaris directly with, uh, that's how he's, the Rosh, the Turbis Yosef, they're all saying that to him. Right, so that's going to cause that Duke that the, uh, even the Rosh never said that it's Asr Medina to Zayn Lahakam. Right, that, that's going to come up in uh, the response. But, you know, when they uses the text to, to make their case, he's saying like, you know, you got to stay away from it. Uh, that's how he's uh, taking it. Here he quotes the Ramah Mifano, who uh, he says that he had been briefly involved, and he says he had really agreed with the Eiser, with the Reftalian, but at the time, he had advised Reftalian not to stand up against it. At that time, it was Reftalian versus the Matirim. The Matirim had intervened, and the Reftalian seemed alone at that time. Now that he knows that actually we have a rabbin we're actually supporting a battalion, so then he'll for sure agree. So I'm asking the Bala Mikveh um, to listen to the Divri HaIsrim, and I'm warning everyone not to uh, leave a battalion's new Mikveh, which has no problems, to go to a Mikveh that does have problems. That was Rabbi Huda Fano of the Taishave Venezia, which is a quote that gets a lot of attention later for some reason. That was that was his arguments. That's mamish also. These are often a mishnayas. He says that uh, the kavim is, uh, is a problem. The next psak uh, starts off. It says meaning that uh, he received the shaila. The way the shaila phrased was ruven this shimon that. Um, and I was asked to intervene to say my opinion. So it's mashma that uh, that they talk that this is how a lot of the rabban who had received the shaila received it. I was like Reuven Shimon. So it sounds like the idea was to you know make it a little more objective. That's you know instead of saying names, you say Reuven Shimon, or at least to make the make the reader think that it was presented objectively. Um, and we'll see more about uh, where this nusach of Reuven and Shimon came from a bit later. The next psak also uses this Lashon Ruben Shimon. It's signed by a number of Rabbana from Verona. This has a date, first thing with a date, and this is close to the beginning. It's from Shin Samach Aleph, Shvat Shin Samach Aleph. So like we said, a lot of psakim had been written right away, and it was just uh, under the radar until it got all printed, like five years later. So they say, hey, in MS, that you can't be make it, make it, make it, they quote the Rosh, that uh, you can't make it. If Reuven was naig by Hatter, and now he changed his mind, and he was greater Milsa, and he made a mikvah kosher, so then can't use the mikvah harishan anymore. You have a better one. 
even the different hamakilim b'shulva shem shechul Even if you believe that you bechal on all of the shultas, you don't mind doing hamshacha to shulva and gansim. But this situation, if a better mikveh, so maskama achas, we either one of our own say the bala mikveh rishon has to do one of two things, the two normal things, either to make tzinaydas from ikshanim or to dig until you hit a nevia. That's uh, you know to them they didn't fully understand why that wasn't an option there. Um, I don't know. I didn't come across a reason as to what the precise problem was, why it didn't seem like an option. Later, it does mention something like a financial issue. So maybe those were more financially difficult than just making a bucket. Um, and if they don't do one of these two, we're answering the mikveh, um, even if it was beheter until now. So they're not necessarily fully signing on. Like that's what I'm saying. Different people are not taking it to you know different levels. They're saying maybe beheter, but from now on, you have a better one. Signed Verona Chavgemul Shvat Shin Samach Aleph Baruch Amochuna Bendit Mordechai Basan Chaim Segal Abiyakov Tzafati. The next one is signed Gunzberg P Hamadaber Yeshaya Anov. So it sounds like someone who is from the town of Ginsburg in Germany. We had a lot of Ashkenazim in, in, it, in Italy, as we shall see. Just one point that he mentions is interesting. He says Kfar Hayam Meisim Medival Mikve Ben Rav Kol Pilera. I'm not even sure how you pronounce it or where it is. Didn't have a chance to figure it out. But there's another episode that he's referring to. The amount of ink that was spilled. The the pens that were broken. They spent 10,000 gold pieces on this uh, fight. They had to fix it in the end. So what's the point? Why fight? Just uh, make it better. Just improve it. Make a mitzvah in a mufcher. You should do the kedeva and veil. That was Rishai Anov's uh, argument. There was a family in Italy, Minha Anovim, which is, a, like I said earlier, is actually a translation of an Italian name that might be he's not necessarily like calling himself uh, Anov that way. It might be like a family name. Um, the next one, the next uh, one of the oisim is Meisha Menachem Akoyin Rafa, the other half of Rappaport. And uh, he throws in a line. He says, He seems to be implying that Rabbi Baftalian seems to be very obviously motivated by some kind of personal animus. The Kolmakim, we also see that somehow both are true. We have to be done the Kafschos. And Itaka feels bad about the Heter, and no one else is doing this Heter. And since it's a Chiddush, and once there's a Reyesa, where they're not doing it exactly the way he said, so again, framing it in more like to be Mavsar Torah Yeshna, Kaminikal Yisrael, no one else is doing this. Um, the Chachma Matir shouldn't have intervened. This is one of the issues that comes up. Why, is, why are people mixing it? As we discussed, different sides of that argument. Um... And there we come to one of the big issues, which is what did Rib Shmuel, Yehuda Katsanel Begin, or who as they call Rib Shik, Shinyut Kuf, is what they call him, Shinyut Kuf. What did he have to say? What, what, what's, his, what's his connection here? Because the mikveh, in its original form, the Rav Talian's Hachshir, existed when Rib Shmuel Yehuda was still alive. And apparently, uh, it's a big discussion, but apparently Rib Shmuel Yehuda agreed to it on some level. So all the material were saying, we're following in the footsteps of Rishmuel Yehuda. You can't start up with Rishmuel Yehuda. You was talking one of the biggest in Italy. And uh, it didn't, as Nishka passed, 
for the Oisim to just say, oh, we disagree with the Shmuel, they couldn't do it that way. Frat, the Raftalian himself, his whole Metzias, his whole uh, Zach, was that he was a Talmud of the Shmuel Yehuda himself. So uh, this is a lot of lot of tiptoeing or dancing around the Shmuel Yehuda. So, the, so how, how is this Oisim, or how is Meish Menachem HaKayin Rafa going to deal with this? He says, Ve'en Safek Etzli, She'ilu Haya HaGoyen, Believe that if he was still alive, he would change his mind. Even if he was the matter, because he would be vada, he'd be cheshesh la isr tfisis yadayada. That's all he says. So, right. But uh, according to some, according to Yehuda Fano, it sounds like it doesn't, uh, it doesn't matter at all. Right, so some were arguing that Hitaka was only matir with a big neck, and the finest tiny of it right now, they're not using the big neck of anymore. That would be one way of, of saying that. Okay, so I'm sure Hitaka is hatter is a hatter. We're not saying he's wrong, but uh, the Matthias is different now. Then you can have another Abachlikas do the small Akav, the Mitzdarev, to the Shir, Shifar Sunday, which is one of the issues that we'll touch on. If you the final is essentially going, it seems to. They had Buddha Fana had a whole tiny of Shmuel Yehuda. How it wasn't exactly Shmuel Yehuda didn't exactly come out and be matured the way they said he did. That itself it was up for debate as to what exactly happened there. No one was Ma'ar when Rav Talian. Uh, he was the first to use Ma'ar on himself. He started the fight against himself. And then everyone got in, got involved. Until then, they were talking. It was a unique thing. No one else was doing it, but no one was involved in it either, except Shmuel Yehuda, as we shall see in the other Rabbanim in his circle. Um, another uh, another one there. Another one of the Eisrim reviews Bekitzer Yehuda Fanos Taina. This is signed by David Ravina of the town of Akui. Quotes the Mishnah Megvayis: Aseichel is Ksusoi, Adam and Etzarzer. It's my Meshuvim. So the Dli Nakov. Also, my Meshuvim, why is it any different than Exus and Etzartzer? And that's the Torah and the Rosh, in Lahako, all, you know, hitting the same themes. And he says, I, it said, in Lahako, sounds like, you know, he's acknowledging that this, it sounds like, uh, why would there be a half a minute? So he wants to tie in uh, that Bechlal talking, he says, the mighty Bechli Kavua Venakov. Now, could be what he's trying to say is, is which we'll see others who also want to tie in in a different way. That could be talking about tevling in the keli. It's not the words come out. Kamein lahakol lasses mikvah lechatchila. If you look to look in the shulchan aruch, see the exact lashon or the tour, but uh, it could be stretched to mean that it's actually talking about tevling in it, as opposed to filling it up with your hands and, and doing all of that. So he wants a tie that's beklik kavua benalka, but clear metal to yesh mitvizi they are done. That's mishnayis. Often a mishnayis. So the, that would you know would be paisal afilu bekimol lugin. Forget about uh, being malad the mikvah. No good. He saw his has a date Shvat Chafal Shvat Shin Semach Gimel. Another Chacham there. His name is also Rav This is Rav of Modina. Um, the way he frames it, it's interesting to see different Rabbanim how they frame uh, like what the what the what the discussion is about. He frames it differently. He says that originally they passed in this town that Shulvashim Shichu Kula Tahira. And then this Maida changed his mind that he holds now that Shuvayna Metahara Salabrivia Vamshacha, you didn't have Raiv Ranachum, and that's how he phrases it, and that's also great, and he's ready to do that, and he gets into the the, 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 the strength of the Chacham to do this, and he says that Chacham Be'irai, Rasha, Lesser, Samutter, Avadir, there's a Takala involved, 
and if someone else from outside intervened, why are you mixing in? And he signs, interestingly, he signs the secular month with the Hebrew year. He writes, Ferrara, Chavov, October, October, which is his own discussion about the Dalim, who uses the secular date, Tamal, and the Ungarish Rabbanim today, etc. Now, the last Psak in this Kuntris, which is a small Kuntris, and uh, still that took a while to go through, is a, he signs his name Nasan Utlingo. Utlingo is probably uh, like Ettlinger, Ettingen in Germany, also one of those types of names. He says, I saw your question, and I really wouldn't want to get involved in something like this, but. Tor, right? Um, so, so therefore, so apparently the new mikvah was made out of mayim uh, noivim directly from the ground. And I can't imagine who would want to disagree with that. And he says, we don't have all of the sheeskinu mikvah chadash. We're sitting, we're waiting. That's what we're doing here. We wouldn't uh, ever consider using uh, Kalim with holes. We're waiting for the rain. And even though they didn't ask for my advice, but that uh, the Chacham material should uh, you know, take themselves out of the picture. And uh, and this is signed even earlier. Above Nisan Shin Samach Aleph. Um, and again, the Seder, of why, why it's in the Seder, I'll get to that in a moment. So we're going to leave this country now. And now we're going to move on to the big countries, Mashpis Mohamas. Now, for just to, for comparison, the countries I just reviewed is from page 1 to 11 in this book. And Mashpis Mohamas is page 13 to 189. And that's before you get to the other two. So you can only imagine what had happened. Well, no, the show is not just getting started. We're, we're, I would say we're about more than halfway through, but uh, the uh, you could just imagine what had happened politically or so whatever was going on behind the scenes there that sort of turned this into such a huge issue where suddenly they're printing you know quantities and quantities of uh, pages and books, which on the other hand ultimately remained a very local thing. It's not like these from you know Quran became classics either. So in the beginning of Mashpis uh, Muhammad, which is supposed to you know, ter- you know get rid of the wars, right? So this uh, starts off with a nice song, has ten lines, all rhymes with Muhammad about getting rid of the Muhammad. Nitbas Venatia Hamhulala Bemitzvas Zanitu Zaniti in English or Italian pronounced Zanetto Zanetti. Uh, in the mitzvahs, in his, his direction, and Ubevesoi in his house, in his home, Shnas Shin Samachvav, 1606. The Psakim uh, that I just went through before, that was, uh, and all the other chiburim of the Oisrim were printed by the competitor. The, the competition went down actually to who printed what. So the rest were printed by the competitor in Venice, the print of Digara. And the experts on Jewish print and bibliography have already written a tremendous length about Zanetti and Degara, and that's a whole uh, topic in its own right. So it is Akdama from Abitza Gershon, who apparently is the one who printed it, Mashrus Muhammad, and he says that the Himahagi Baidim Hashem Ela Manche Hashem, they realized, What does that mean? It means that based on a number of sources, that in the beginning, the way this fight started was, there was a luach ha'isrim, a luach ha'matirim, which is 
a page or two, you stick it up on the wall like a kokaida. That was how the, the fight was being conducted initially. Luchas habris. But uh, how much can you write on kokaida uh, and luchas habris? So therefore, the Gebrayim Ma'elman Hashem decided it's not good. It's curled vodim bleed ayas. Nimru v'gamru nasu v'amru lachres be'eight bars of ayferes kol echad echad amatidim. Now we're going to start getting to work. Things are going to start getting serious. Now today we know you know this, you know it comes to getting a lot of people to sign on something. There's always a little bit of politics as to what order the names are going to be in, and you know sometimes you say oh it's the Fisay the Seder Olive Base. You know don't complain, or it's the Fisay the Seder that we got the signatures of. So it's interesting that both the previous countries, Ramesha Kain uh, Porto writes, I just want to point out that and they're all great and it's uh, it's which is not, it's not even in the order of when it was written, because we saw Shinsamakhemoshinsamakhalaf. So I guess Kvia Shabobiksuva means when he got uh, his hands on them. Not clear what the order is. But he's made, you know, there's a disclaimer that it's just in no particular order, they're all great. So here also, it's a Gershon. He says, That's how he uh, paraphrases it. One's printed before the other. And here he just blames it all on the matpas, on the guy. Whatever he got first, he prints. He doesn't have time to wait. He's, uh, I think others have written that, you know, there was this complaint about this matpas, that he was a little more careless. So blame it all on him. You know, he made the order. So who's the first, uh, who's the first one in this country of the matinum? So the first one is Vigdor Tzividal. In Italian, it's spelled with a C, Tzividal of Venezia. And this is a letter directed to Rav Talion himself. And it actually starts off by saying, like, oh, I got a letter from you, Rav Talion, that was written, that was how Rav Talion himself had sent the question around at the time in the beginning. This is from probably from the beginning, from like Shinsamachala or so. Um, and already, you know, I'm not going to tell you the story again, but he brings the story of the Kitzer. And the Rav Talion, when he sent the story of Rav Shimon, he had made it clear that he would like to get some support for the Eiser, who happens to be him. So uh, Rabbi Vigder writes to him after he summarizes what the Raftalian wrote to him. He says, I, just, I, I have to be honest. It happens to be that exactly a month ago, I got another question from Achiv Hagadol Hanayla, from your brother Rabbi Kassil. Mm-hmm. Also, a story without names that uh, he had a mikveh and Chad Serva made a banon pass through. It made it sound very casual. Chad Serva made a banon pass through. It happened to, you know, I have a question about the mikveh, and uh, Rigasir was just reaching out to confirm that you agree, right? He was masked him to this whole thing, right? So uh, if you could just help me, you know, refresh my memory and have it, in, in, you know, on the records, because uh, we don't want a woman to be delayed. That was the letter I received a month ago from uh, Rabbi Kassir. Now, this is where things start getting a little personal, because this whole group of people... Talian, and then it's about Victor. They were all from the circle of Shmuel Yehuda. Um, as we shall see, who exactly was the hierarchy in the circle. So this it becomes quick, very quickly, very uh, very important to them, very personal to them. Um, and as we shall see, all these people were actually involved in it. Shmuel Yehuda, Victor himself, they had all been involved since many years before. So this is a history here. So a month ago, when I got this letter from Rikasil, I wrote to him that, yeah, Kudvarov, Kenhu, 
שזכנני, ואת המוער הגלגום, אני אזכיר, אני חושב שזה כך מלכתחילה. I, what about the tour, the rush? Who said not to? I don't remember what the tarot was. It came up then, I don't remember. But I can tell you now what I think, two options of how to explain away the rush. Number one, the rush himself is talking about specifically a kosher hoot. The context was, okay, let's think of kosher hoot, and then it says on that, they're in the hakum. So, dafke kosher hoot, mash enkein, if, as nekavim rabim, kosher kein, originally there was a shifaris on night, so near the head, yashin shim kliolov, so the rush will have no problem. Way dafshe weimar, similar to what one of the Eishim said, but here as a twist, that she'ein uh, lahakul means to doesn't mean that you're using it to fill up something else. We're talking about toivling in lahavi mayim bikli anakul that you're filling up this keli. You want to toivl in the keli, and uh, you shouldn't. And again, right? They're talking about kol shehu, and you shouldn't toivl in azafal with a kol shehu um, because you need a shafaris anayid. That whole uh, topic. So mashenkin over here should be fine. Of course, it's completely ignoring Abudo Mifano's argument that uh, there's a huge difference between uh, where the water just goes through the keli and it's just a problem with the keli as a keli, as opposed to uh, personally being shy of it. So, this is is not aware of this Taina Bechla. So, that's how he's explaining the Rosh So, I read, so this is all what I wrote to Abu So, I told him, in the Harachai Ras Hazaken, Shmuli Huda. Um, tell him that, uh, you know, show him what I wrote, and I'm sure as soon as he sees what I wrote, that uh, he won't uh, cause any more problems. You should tell the Nashim Tzedkaniyas, so this is what this is what uh, my interaction that I had a month ago. between me and your brother. And now all of a sudden I get your letter about Reuven and Shimon, and suddenly it started clicking. I realized, wait, you're the Tzorimet Avanum. You're uh, you got it now. It's the Admoid. Now I was very upset. You guys are so great. This is what we've come to. What's going on here? So you did the, what should I tell you? Right? Italians, you know, saw Victor as possibly an ally. They're all from the Talmud in the circle of Shemayim. He says, first of all, I already said my opinion, and I, you know, I never changed my mind. So you want me now to take your side over here? How can I do that? That even in this, let's say this case was mamish nikov kolshu, and let's say we take the rash However, he has a whole other mahalach now. He has a whole other mahalach, which is that. According to him, there's no difference between any case where there's a clean knockoff, whether it's a gigas, whether it's filling up. He doesn't, he's not aware of that distinction. So we had Dach in the beginning, that the Bishayis have quoted from the Rosh, that the Rosh holds, that uh, gigas is machat. You can make a hole in machat and uh, it's good. So you have a steady between the Tshuva and the Psakim. The Tshuva says, and the Psakim say, gigas machat is good. What are we going to do now when we're, we have a steady between the Tshuva and the Psakim? So uh, he says that there's a psak, there's a klal in psika from Yehuda ben Arash, Arash's other son, 
And when you have a stir between the tshuva and the psakim, you follow the psakim. I, the Torah is also a son of the Rosh. And he wrote over here, he quotes the tshuva over here. So how does that work? And the Bishayasif, earlier by the Gigas, we had a different stira on this Nakuda between the Psakim and the Chuvas. The Bishayasif, for those who remember, tried to argue that the Buddha Menardash's Klau is not actually a Klau. It was only in that particular one case of Avelos or whatever that the Buddha said to follow the, the Psakim. But actually, you should follow the Chuvas. So now, um, but you can't say that. Look at the Buddha Menardash. That's not what Yudha Menardash was saying. It's very clear Yudha Menardash was saying that's a Klau. So now what are you going to tell me? Is a machlekes between the Torah's two sons? Another machlekes between brothers. Wouldn't want to accept that. But even if you say that, there are other Yishore Ashkenaz that the Beis of quoted over there that supposedly all agreed to the, the which itself was a big discussion that uh, you know they all agree that the Gigas Kamloi Machat is uh, is fine. So that's machria like the Psakim. Negarat Torah, even though the Torah went with the Tshuva here, but we, we override him, the Yudah Rosh, who says to follow the Pesachim, plus the other Yishayim who agree with that Pesachim the Rosh. So if you pass him by a Gigas, come by Machat, then it's good, so for sure here. He says, I really would love to continue, but actually, Hashad Chukali, I swear that I don't have time to eat the Rav, Shalos, and Tshuvas that are coming from out of uh, the country. I have to respond. We play Kvaidam. Um, and uh, also, I have Yeshiva, I have Shirem and Yeshiva, so that's all I can really say. I said, oh, you have the story about Xera to make Xera. You can't make Xera. How can you make uh, your own Xera that Lomrzog and the Kli with Nakovim and Rabim is fine, but you want to make Xera that they might come to use a Klisha in a Menukov? He says, if Kule Shav is possible with the Rabbanan, if the Chlal Shuvim is possible with the Rabbanan, how can you make Xera under the Rabbanan? But even if Kule Shav is possible with the Raisa, you still can't, you're not Chachamim, you can't make your own Xeras of Chachamim. Uh, are we better than all the uh, the Rishonim that I just quoted that say that you could use a Maya Mayitza Meklinakov? And they weren't Kaiser, the Rosh, and, and so according to him, the Psakim and all that. So, how can you uh, make your own Gzedas, Chsidas Yaseira? You can't do that. So, if you have a concern, they're going to use the wrong bucket. So, uh, warn them and tell them that Kli has to be a Menukov. We're not dealing here with sinners and Ashim Chatayim Ben Avshesam. And then again, at the end, he throws in this line, the kivan shakli menukav leichashva mayim sheboish uven klal. Without addressing that whole argument, we find it like them, it's like obvious. Kli menukav, it's not sure. Then at the end, he throws in a line also, I, was not advi- I wasn't uh, asked to give my advice, but if I want to hear my advice, raftayan should be chayzer boy, ba'kol ha'elachachar achitum, that you should l'hasur tina sheyesh b'libay alachav anayla, whatever issue you have with your brother, please work it out. And uh, tell your brother you want to be his friend again. And uh, that uh, you'll uh, you'll get back on track. Um, and that's that's going to be it. But he's not uh, he's not helping out with Talian here. He's going to stand by Shmuel Yehuda, which he says is a mocker for being martyr. The next next psak lehater is from Rabbi Tzion Sarfati. Rabbi Tzion Sarfati seems to have been very uh, important in this circle, and he seems to sort of be very close to Ravigder. And earlier, he had been very close to Shmuel Yehuda as well. And Rav Talian had actually tried to get the support through him, meaning in order to get to Rav Igder, he had to go through Rav Nsiyan. He was kind of like the gatekeeper over here. So he had sent to Rav Nsiyan, hoping that Rav Nsiyan and Rav Igder are going to come to his support, and Rav Igder and Rav Nsiyan are turning on him. So the first psalm of Rav Nsiyan is very short, and he writes one akudah. 
that the uh, Ravigdor of Tyre wanted a Tyre that I'm the Balahater. He seems to almost be implying that like Shmuel Yoda wasn't really the Balahater. Maybe we had a little interaction with him at the time, but I was the one who invented the whole Heter of the Kli Nakov. And the Raftali was therefore saying this line, Hapesha Yitur, Hapesha Asa, and he keeps on using that I'm the, I can, I can retract it, and then there's no more Heter, the Heter doesn't exist anymore. So in this sharp sacrament, Sin says, excuse me, but if you talk more Mahalashit yourself, maybe. But this is Din Pasha B'chala Paiskem, Play Shaykh, that you are Matri, you can say that you are Matri. And everyone knows already that it was Breshus Hagoyin Haniskar. We'll be Breshus. See, we were all involved in this Heter originally in Ravigo, and even the children in Ravigo know this. And, um, and you yourself used to say this, that we, uh, you had our heter when you were uh, pro-Nemikvah. So how can you all of a sudden turn around and say that you're the Bala heter and you have the rights, all rights reserved to undo the heter? Because I already gave your letter to Rabbi Vigdor, uh, to Vidal, but uh, don't expect any, uh, you know, any help. And that's, so these are the two psakim that seem to have been written more towards the beginning. But one more point he mentions is that there is a Tzas Laz over here. You can't say, oh, we're, 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 no more mikvah, but we're not being mighty laws. Of course we're being mighty laws. When it comes to Gittin, be very careful not to be mighty laws and the children. It's the very children in the picture. Sometimes you say, never mind, you're not being mighty the, the wife. You're announcing the show. So how does that work? First of all, who says uh, the people who heard this heard that? So, yeah, we're not, we're not, I'm not doing your bidding here. Don't expect any uh, help and favors from us. Your friendship, I love your friendship and all, but uh, nothing to it. That was all from the beginning when both Tali and I reached out, and that was those are the responses they received. Now, this book has been printed a few years later. In this book, there's a much longer psaac from Rubin Sin, and this is signed, Cheshven Shin the same year the book was printed. So, at this point, things, things seem to be a lot more politicized, and the, the battle lines are sort of uh, entrenched. And here already, from here on, is where you start seeing a response, where the, where the where the Matinim are already responding to the logic of the Oysim, and especially that Yehuda Fano of Venetia, right? So he tied it earlier, Shiva, you, you, even if it's Nekavim, even if water is coming out of it, of course it's still Shiva, because the person held it in his hand. So you can tell that they've been seeing, and his response is pretty annoyed and irritated by what he considers to be the chutzpah of the Yehuda Fano. And actually, throughout the uh, tshuva, he reverts to calling him Hasalter, Salter, which I said earlier, his other name was Saltara. We'll see further the significance of this nickname. So he's writing very sharply against them, against the Oisr and Bechlal. Again, at this stage, things had uh, deteriorated. And uh, okay, at this point, I'm gonna, you know, this is the last main halachic uh, part I'm going to present here, because, you know, time is limited. Um, and I'll try to be, you know, even though it's somewhat lengthy. So, there's the base Yosef. Earlier, by the part that's relevant to Siftas Vav. In Siftas Vav it says, Kozman Shem Mikvah Abraham Sa'ah. The Gimel Logan Pasolet. Leishnav it's a Keli. Leishnav it's a Ksusai. Begbiyai. So, the base Yosef there quoted Tshuvas HaMuchasais Laharamban, which, as we know, are really from the Rajma. And in fact, you asked me about this, someone asked me, the Bishayasif actually addresses this uh, clearly in his Hakdama to Bishayasif. He says, I mean, already been printed. 
Because that's what the book is called. So I'm just calling, I'm going with the name of the book. But I myself, I'm telling you a disclaimer, I know that this is the Rajma. I call it by the name of the book. You'll be able to find it in the book. That's always the logic of the BCS. But he actually says clearly that it's the Rajma, and he'll call it an Amman. That's a convention. Now, this was actually mentioned, this was actually mentioned by Rabbi Huda Fano himself. But uh, this is how Rabin Sian uh, uses it. So it's the Ramban, says he had a question. And the Tisafta, we have the Castellan, it says that there's a hole. Then Yotzimitaitas Kli, it doesn't pass on the mikvah. Then you have the Sagus. The Sagus sounds like if you just pick it up, the water coming out of Shuvah passes the mikvah. And the Ramban already says, Rabbi Huda Fano used this earlier to say, you see, look, all these Mishnayas are talking about the Kalim Nekovim, and of course it's Shuvah. So that was Taka the Kasha of the Ramban. So what's the answer? So they quoted from the Ravid, Mishayim the Ravid. He said, Kom ha-shabam yad adam l'mikvah shaloi b'ham shacha pais l'mikvah k'shuvim. Right, he says, when this Kli ha-nakuv, so, if you're filling up with the keli and then you're pouring it into the mikveh, that is also possible as a mikveh. There's no amshach here. What mamela means can be debated. So, Rabbin Sin says, what does this mean? Pashat. On hamshacha. Mitamshacha, the Mishnah, the Sgos, all these Mishnahis you're talking about, you think you don't know these Mishnahis? They're all talking about where the water is going directly. You picked it up, and the water is going directly into the mikvah without Amshacha. No wonder it's no good. But when you have a clean Menukav, it's not Shuvim. The problem is only that it's going falling directly into the mikvah. And under the Verta, you have the din of the the Kli, and you have the din of the Shvicha, or you have the din of Shiva, you have the din of Tfisus Yidayadam. It's not the same thing. The problem of the Kli, the problem of the Shiva, of course that's gone with the hole, according to the Bitsi. But if you pour it directly, this is Tfisus Yadayadam, that's the, the pouring. So that's what the Ravid is saying, that if you could get rid of that problem as well, if it comes with Mela, which is some Shacha, so then you don't have the problem, that problem either. That explained that, according to this, all Mishnahis makes sense, everything makes sense. So therefore, in this case, it would be mutter b'hem shichu akula. Because when do we say that you shouldn't have a mikvah shim shichu akula? That's why shu'uvim amish. You can't be mevatal shu'uvim kula with hamshacha. But this is not shu'uvim. This is just to be mevatal the tfisa, to be mevatal the koyach gavra. Shu'uvim itself was mevatal in the keli. And that also answers the question. Who says, if you hold that uh, not shu'uvim, why do you need hamshacha b'chol? Why do hamshacha? Shu'uvim is taken care of by the hole. And then the tfisa is taken care of by the hamshacha. He says, this is actually the exact opposite of Natilis Yadayim. By Natilis Yadayim, you need Kayach Gavra. So there's a din there that uh, if you poured water through a tziner and it spills it on the other side, we say, oh, by the time it went through the pipe, it's already lost the Kayach Gavra, so it's not a good Natilis Yadayim. Here, it's exactly the opposite. You uh, don't want the Kayach Gavra, so it works exactly in reverse. As long as it uh, travels a bit, you lose the Kayach Gavra. That's the, 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 the mirror image of the din of Kayach Gavra in Natilis Yadayim. And how much hamshacha do you need? So there's a discussion of what the shear is, and Ruben is skimul hilchos that it's skimul tfachim. The fach is skimul tfachim. He possesses shearu shapasak koychay the gavra. But my pashat the higayim, you uh, you throw the water. It's moving with your force, 
And after Gemotvachem, it's already moving on its own and lost that original force that you uh, imputed, you put uh, into it. That's how we... And the Galgal, you said from the Galgal that why did they uh, say to use a Galgal? Why not just fill up directly with Kalem? Isn't that a riot? You can't use the Kalem directly? He says, what are you... It's ridiculous. Keep on filling buckets and buckets one at a time. Why would you uh, replace a galgal with one bucket? What are you talking about? I, what about the rush? Well, what have been seeing and do with the rush exactly? I won't quote him the rush. First of all, look at the rush. As we pointed out, it doesn't say it's Osir Medina. It says Eim Lahakal. Sounds like he says it's just a Chumr Ba'alma. What you can do with the words Eim Lahakal is that, you know, or is it Chumr Ba'alma? So, and if the rush is only saying it's a Chumr Ba'alma, does the rush also have a mistake in all the Mishnayas? You said the Mishnayas say that it's Mamish. And then, in parenthetically, he says, and I tell you, the laws, the laws bothers him a lot. He says, uh, if it's you, according to you, say it's Shulva Mamish, and we hold according to the Shiltis, that I'm Shikho Kula. So then I'm calling, okay, calling that, that's no good. I'm calling call you a lot of Miyam Shinasa and the Kvaharishin, and you're awesome Shulay, but Gdusha Isa, who moves the Yuchaliska and Zelba, Alanida, Harley Mena Benebas. All the water in the world will never cleanse the stain. It's such a terrible thing. Um, so, you know, he's very concerned about the last. So, now, here comes the idea where Raftalian have been trying to come up with Xayra. One way of looking at it is, if you want to say that the Rosh is just saying a Chumr Ba'alma, Ha'gufa, maybe the Rosh, this was the Xayra of the Rosh, whatever Rosh, whatever Xayra I'm going to tell you, oh, I'm concerned that uh, they're going to use a bucket without holes. And you can say, maybe that's Ha'gufa, what the Rosh was saying, in Lahaka. So he says, no, no, no. If the problem is Mishim Stima, one option is that the holes are going to get clogged. One of the options is that you're going to use one without holes. If the problem is that it's going to get, it's going to get clogged. So uh, when you have a lot of holes, bite no problem. The rush was talking about, uh, you know, when there's one hole, but if there's many holes, it wouldn't be a problem. And bite, you're going to say, what, you're going to come to use a Kaylee without holes at all? What, what do you mean this is full of holes? Why would you come to make that mistake? We don't add our own Zetas. Back to that. So if that's not what the Rosh was saying, so you're adding your own Zayna. I kind of add your own Zayna. They already changed. They used to have a big hole. Now they're going down. Right. He's not even mentioning. He's going with the small holes. He's saying, if you promise that it's going to get clogged. Right. So meaning, if you want to say that Bishmu Yehuda was only matter with a big hole, that would be the logic. There, maybe not Cheshish Mishum Stima. There, you're not Cheshish Mishum that it's going to be confused with a, a bucket without holes. Mashenkin, the only small holes. That's what they wanted to tie in. Bishmu Yehuda wouldn't agree to be matter anymore because they have these Cheshashas. And that's what the Rosh himself is talking about. He says, no. If the Cheshash is Stima, that would be only one tiny hole. But if you have many holes, uh, you should be fine. If the Cheshash is that you're going to replace it, why would you replace it? They already went down. They went down. It's still fine. Why would you think they're going to go from jump to there to an Make your own Xeris. And anyway, he throws in the argument here that it's Bechalom. It's Tarif to Shreferis Hanoid. I, you're going to say that Yud was only Matu Shreferis Hanoid? Fine, we still have a Shreferis Hanoid, not the way it was then. But it's Tarif to Shreferis Hanoid, so Bishmu Yud will still agree. That's his argument. But Din Zesh, and it's Tarif and the Kavim Dakim, the Shreferis Hanoid, even though the Torah doesn't mention it, but Maharik, which is Rias of Karo, mentions him Shulchan Aruch, Semin Reish Aleph, Sifnum Beis, Aloch Hapsukah, Blishim Chaylik, Hagoyes Israel, the Rama usually Darke Lahachmer. Well, the fuck is Luchtiv Yesh Emrim, Yesh Machmirim. Rama has nothing to say, so Aloch Hapsukah Miskamer. So then the Kavim Amitzarv. 
ah, you're mixing into your territory. That the But this is Dabr Shahotekvar. We had this logic before. Up you go any oilam and the ready Ramatri, it's Gzek Hamayam Vishanim, and other Chacham are still alive, like me, for example. And now you're coming to Aseret. Um so uh, no, not, not gonna work. You can't say Chacham Shaasar and Khaveri Rashilahati. Um, and Avada the Chacham Shahitir has to be able to explain his shuvas and his rayas. You can't uh, put the, uh, you know, so you can't just put some kind of restriction on him and he can't uh, explain what he's saying, otherwise he sounds like a fool. He says, there's more I like to say, both about the pilpul and about some personal uh, vendettas, that were said that I would love to uh, have the last word on. But we're going to leave it at that, he says. And the mikveh, that's the Brishos of Yerkesil, is great. And no Isha Isha, interesting, often they mention Isha Isha, should not feel any uh, problem with being traveling in these wonderful waters. And he then throws in this line, It's not personal. We've been close until this whole thing happened. It's just the Amos Vetzadek, Noom Ben Tzim Tzerfati, Yudal Tchashven, Shun Samachvav, and Benetzia. So that's going to, I'm going to leave it at that in terms of getting into the actual Shaka Vitaria and Yenemek voice. Of course, there's a lot, a lot more. The responses that take them on, you know, one by one. For example, and I'm going to get into the other, you know, the other matinim in this country, one other matir in this country is by Rich Skadelis or Simcha Letzato, we mentioned earlier that the Brackman wrote about. Um, I just want to go to, to the, we basically, we got to see one round of, you know, how, how each side presents their argument. At the end of the Mashmas Mohamas, there is a, a Nusach in the signal of a Kokaida, and the, the title is Mikveh Yikasil. Kasher li Yisrael, that was the slogan. Um, and, the way, and the way they write it is, Asher Husad, Alpi, Marana Marabana, B'Shmo Yehuda Katsinomba, it's like B'Shmo Yehuda's Mikveh, you know, in, in, in Kassil's house, right? Try to start up with that. As they attested, also of Victor Tzvidal, who apparently had passed away at this point, Victor Tzvidal Zal. Um, so now it's all been clarified that it's all very, very much mutter. So anachnu chasumei mata, we're all saying no one can say another bad word about the mikveh. Kutun ish ish, oi isha, yuchulut bay lechatchila, blishim chashash kalal. And uh, whatever happened in the interim doesn't matter. Baal ha-mikveh, b'kusil merivigo, le-yidov, le-yechas, le-yochosh. Yeah, and the side in Zion Serfati with another ten matirim. And then the country stands, Loitam, Vlainishlam, Ibrahis, Lahadis, that it's you know. The next now to we're, gonna, we're winding down here. Um, the next Khibur uh, in the in the book is Mikvi Yisrael, and that's I guess the largest it's from page one ninety one to page four hundred and three. It's Mamish a full safer in its own right. As a as a Sharblat and everything. So on the Sharblat it says this is by Rabbi Yehuda, but Amisha that we had earlier in the, the the main one of the main Acer. Here he writes his name as Yuda Bramesha Saltaro Mifano Zatzal Mite Shama Venetia. He writes all three. And on the Sharabla, this is a response to Mashwas Muhammad. Nit pas boy poi Venetia Habira Yude Juan de Gara Bevesu Bierachov Shnash Shin Samat Shin Samach Zion. First has a long Hagdama. And then it has Hatsas Hamaisa laying out the story. 
And here it gets into great length and great detail, and specifically about what exactly that whole interaction with Rabbi Shmuel Yehuda got to know was really about when he was still alive. And he has documents from that, and he copies there. And basically what he says what happened was that Rav Talian originally had turned, had came up with this idea, and he turned to this circle of Chachamim, who, among whom Shmuel Yehuda was number one, and Rav Vigdor Sividal was number three, and Rav Nsiyan Terfat was number four, and he turned to them in the year Shin Mem Tes, even earlier than we mentioned earlier. And they had this discussion, and they said whatever they said, which according to Yehuda was not Shmuel Yehuda Mamish saying it's wonderful, it's a little more complicated. And then, five years later, in Shin Dalid, because of the Deichekah Hitzoyes, as we can see from his own records, that's when he made this mikveh, a very cheap mikveh with a bucket. And then, after six years, that's when the, the, the trouble started. So he, he lays out the, the, ver, the story in his version. And then he starts taking apart the Rebbe Nsi and Sarfati's Psak, and he responds like literally line by line, 30 Sifim. I just want to point out some interesting points, non-alachic points. In Sif Ches, he responds to what the Rebbe Nsi wrote. Rebbe Nsi wrote, I'm responding to this fellow, Rebbe Fano, HaChaisem Atzmoi Miteshoi Venetia. Sounded like a shtoch to him. Sounded like there was some kind of, uh, what are you trying to say? HaChaisem Atzmoi Miteshoi Venetia. What are you trying to say about me? So he took it to mean that there's some kind of like, I'm Rebbe Tzion Serfati, I have a very high uh, maimed, I have a very high position here in the rabbinate in Venetia, and who are you? So Rabbi Huda gets really, uh, you know, really upset about that, and he uh, essentially, what he does is he pulls the race card. He says, So what do you think? That the Ashkenazim run this town? Only Ashkenazim run Venice? And understand some of the history in Italy. That what was unique about Italy was that you had these multiple kahilas that were coexisting to one extent or another side by side. I've seen someone who wrote that we see an unusual number of halachic controversies such as this. in Italy, and that, that may have something to do with the fact that you had all these factions which wasn't so common in other countries. It says, so you think the Ashkenazim run the show and the Talkim, Mizrachim, Aravim, don't deserve it. Chalila, can't be racist. You have to know that Hashem, where Hashem made the world is. Where you come from doesn't matter. It's, you, should be, you should be judged based on your behavior, not on your uh, background. And if uh, you don't uh, follow this, you're causing problems. And anyway, that said, I have the same French uh, background like you. We came from this French mishpacha. I'm no worse. I also have uh, Ashkenazi blood. <laughs> This is uh, this is uh, this is all in response to the words um, So it's very interesting to see, and you know, it, tell, it tells you something about what was going on in Italy and uh, these different communities side by side, and uh, the tensions and some form of you know racism or its perceptions of that. And, so, and you want to know why I'm in Venezia? Again, it's all, all he wrote was Hachesim Atzim Yitishav in Venezia. You want to know why I'm in Venezia? Well, actually, originally I was in Pizarro, and I had a lot of money, and I was doing very well, and I supported Tamid Hacham. Then I went to Ferrara to the Rav Hagadol Rav Talian Mimodina, who we quoted earlier. Shimash Diyaisa Asar Hashanim, and I only came to Venice partially because of the yeshivas and the midrashim and the libraries here of Sfarim. That's why I'm here. I don't know what you want. 
you're acting like you don't know me. I don't care. I'm here. And Sif Tess, he quotes another shtach that the Benzian wrote. So this is referencing the Gemara about stepping over. So he's trying to say that why is Rabbi jumping out and then you know voicing his opinion? Who is he? That's essentially what he was trying to say. But he used the word Hamadalik. So who knew the word Hamadalik is very uh, loaded here? He says, why are you writing the word Hamadalik? I think you're hinting at my nickname. My nickname is Saltaro, which actually you've been seen used bunches of times. In addition, ah, ha Saltaro, ha Saltaro. He says, are you, uh, are you alluding to my name, Saltaro? I swear Saltaro was not a Kinoi Shalbizui. Now, what's the Kinoi Shalbizui? Look it up. How do you say to jump in Italy? The word uh, in Italian is Saltare. So Saltare means to jump, skip, leap, words like that. So, uh, so he would say, oh, you think Saltaro is like, oh, I'm a uh, jumpy uh, person, and you're, that's why you're writing uh, Hamadalig, uh, you're all clever. That's not why I have this name. Uh, in fact, my name, the name comes from my grandfather. He was in a place called Saltaro. After the French army in Lamarck took his money, so he went from Fano to Saltaro, which is seven miles away. But actually, we never really left Fano. And Bisham Hashir Kavaisov. That's actually where he became wealthy, like his ancestors, the Samona. Let me remind you again about my background. Samona from France. Italian city, that's the Ashkenazi side. And I was born in Fano, and Saltaro is just another name. Okay. So again, some kind of personal issues going on here. The other interesting things there, of course, and of course, many other... Uh, he has responses to all the other Matinim Barichos, and at the end he has a list of the Eisrim. He, he counts 35. Originally he says they're 15, 16, and now there's 35, so they're for sure the majority in his view. And by the way, some of the Eisrim are actually uh, anonymous. They like sign their name as Russia Tavis. That's how, uh, possibly how controversial the issue was. That's the say from Mikvi Yisrael, that Yehuda basically uh, he made, he actually made history. He wrote the first full Sefer on Mikvayas. Uh, then you have the Sefer Palagimayim, which is in page 405 to page 627. And that's Ramesha Kayan Reporto again, Ramesha Kayan Porto. So uh, like I did the first time, most of it, a lot of it is quoting with other people. Now like Rabbi Yudu, who's, you know, his, his own vector. Uh, Here he's being malakit again, a lot of the Islam. Here for the first time, he actually prints it about Talian's own words. And that's where the encyclopedia that we quoted earlier got these points. He quotes from his Rebbe about Popol, you know, like, you know, because he's implying the people that are arguing with him are Tumafopol, and, you know, if you're against Popol, you won't have this problem. He also throws in the line about the picture of his Rebbe, because he's, he's defensive, he's defending himself, he's, he's arguing on his Rebbe, his Rebbe was Matu, and he's asking him, he says, I was the one who came up with the idea of getting this picture, through the painter. And I put it up in my He got to hear from directly from him, from other Aislam, which were also quoted some of them in the beginning. And then uh, he has his own Arichas as well against the Matirim. And we're going to leave that at that. Now we're getting close to the end. When another interesting, somewhat amusing side point that came up here was that when people were trying to attack Rebbe and they were trying to hurt him, they wanted to ruin his good name. So they said, "This Rebbe drinks yei nachrim, stam yei He's not makbed on the din of uh, drinking Gaish and wine." 
And Rav Talia felt very defensive about that. But it wasn't printed inside the Palgi Mayim where they printed his words, but on a separate page, the page that says, Mr. Why? Because it was considered a very sensitive issue. By defending himself, he's essentially going to make an argument for why it's okay. And the Rabban in Italy didn't exactly want that to be put in print, that the Gedele Rabban are saying that maybe Stamianim is okay. So it was printed as a separate page. But we have it. We have copies of it. And he writes that uh, my reason is that Stam Maganok Bizmana Zeshla Bekavana is garnished. And the real reason, is Misham Hischatnos. We already mentioned this in previous Shira Kashiari, the Ramara brings that it's not Mamash Nisa, but he only says that to be Mekel in Hanoa, and even that Gufin Al Khatrila. And here, Talian is taking it, Mamash uh, say that um, there's no Nisa at all, And anyway, I looked, I saw, I can't be Mekayim in the midst of Kardoy unless I'm Mamish standing in my house and watching all the wine coming and going. Eh, I can't do it. So that's why Salakti Yodni appreciates that. Anyway, I'm being Taylor, the Elon Gadol, Shmuel Yudah, Shmuel Yudah himself was on Nizr, and I was once arguing with him, and he said in the end, drink wine with them, that's chasnus. But to buy the wine from them and drink it in your house, where's the chasnus? There's no Nizr, there's no chasnus. So, uh, and everyone agrees that you can't attack Shmuel Yudah, so don't attack me, I'm just following Shmuel Yudah. And he keeps on uh, twisting and turning, and he throws in a line over there, he says, and he says, then what about Nisuch HaMayim? Right, we mentioned in the previous year about the Mayim for baptism. So uh, the Christians have a ritual with water. Maybe we should be cheshish for Nisuch HaMayim. If you can be Nizer, all the Yisurim Shem Chasnos, but we're not, uh, all the other Yisurim also pass and all those things. We're not, we're not Nizer and Chasnos. So Yainasav also, Yisurim also. Now, we probably shouldn't even, you know, we don't have time anyway, but we probably shouldn't get too much into it because we probably also don't want to, uh, you know, uh, spread this uh, argument, this strain of thought that uh, was considered very controversial back in Italy itself. Anyway, what happened was, after, in addition to that, there's a daf printed by Ramesha Porto. Basically, what the Ravitalian did here ended up hurting himself because Ramesha wrote that he printed this page as like a secret page to show to the Rabbanu. But his opponents, they went and took the page and they announced in the whole show, oh, Rav Talian is being matter, so it created an even bigger mess. But that was just a, a subplot of this whole controversy. And now for the last minute, um, where does this fit into halachas that we learned? So Rav Talian Hertzka Frankel, who uh, helped print this in uh, the Helmets of Sefer, he was a Rav in the Haredes, he passed away like three years ago, four years ago. So he says, you look at the Taz, the Taz essentially agrees with the Matirim and Ravigo, but not for their reason. The Taz's vart was of Mitzik, that according to the Taz, since the water and the hole is going through the holes constantly, it's connected. So the Matirim and Ravigo, Dafka didn't like that svar. The Taz, Dafka uses this svar. Um, there's also a Chuvim Marab ben Chaviv in Ginas Virad Masfardi, who also says this vart. He doesn't mention the Taz for some reason, but he also says, I don't accept that their logic that they argued of the Nakavim, but if you say Mitzik, then that's uh, that's gone. However, you have a chreina already that don't accept the taz. So Allah Chalamaisa, don't uh, make a mikvah like this.